I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God. No. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. I'd like to just take a moment to reflect on what we saw at the end of SmackDown before we get into any anything else, because I was I was pretty excited. I thought they did a great job when they brought you know, when when Seth Rollins is coming down the aisle and then Roman Reigns and they're kind of squaring off, like, well that's you know that's pretty solid. That's not bad. What did you think of that? Um, I I liked it. Okay, I I, I just it, it was kind of rushed. You didn't have time to kind of process it. I guess I don't know. I didn't. It was like wow, Shield. Yeah, are they, they going to fight? Are they going to fight? Oh, they're they're fighting. You know, I just didn't have time to really. Well, that was the cool thing is you didn't really. It was like, I guess it was yeah. upon you, and then, and then they they fucked it all up with NXT coming in on that tank because everything <laughs> again. That's not nineteen ninety eight. We have to just jack off to nineteen ninety eight as many times as we possibly can with fucking Hunter and and HBK on that goddamn tank, and it's just oh, God Almighty! It's just so oh, it's tedious, man. As, as, as Casey Kasem once said famously, it's ponderous, man. <laughs> God bless Casey Kasem. Yeah, wherever he is. No, he's up yeah. in heaven. Sure yeah, he is. Yeah. That's that's what he is. Hey, hey, speaking of speaking of guys who were who were upset about stuff that happens in the Middle East sometimes, wasn't he Mustafa Ali, then just Ali, and now he's back to Mustafa Ali? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I didn't yes. know if I was high or if I was no. hallucinating or it, not paying attention. Honestly, I, I I believe I saw that news kind of scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, you know, one of the something on the Internet, you know, social media of some sort. This was maybe a couple, three weeks. It's not been that long ago. It's only been like two or three weeks ago, and it said something, you know, real simple like, Ali gets his name back, or Mustafa Ali gets his name back. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But it didn't really say why. Well, it, it just, feels like it's one of those things where Vince wants everybody to have one name, and all of a sudden, goddamn, why do we have all these people that just have one name? Dude, that's the first thing I thought of. That's 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 him. That's totally him. Um, I've yeah, but don't feel bad about missing that. Definitely, I, I've listened to um a little bit more than an hour of Cornette's podcast. Uh, let, let me ask you this. I listened up to, I, I heard him for about ten minutes go into the you know compare and contrast between uh, NXT and AEW. That's how far I got. You you maybe have listened to more. I cut off right after they were doing the rapper's delight thing, the little song the guy made. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. Really. Okay, so we're on the same page, and we both experienced for once. We, we, we both experienced the same thing, and we could talk about this thing. And I'm going to tell you, um, nobody. I'm not going to defend what he did in any way or try to minimize it. I think that my overall point would be that Jim Cornette has lost the benefit of the doubt when it comes to that stuff. I I take him at his word that he did not mean anything racist. I also, again, think that this is a man who has, shall we say, a complicated relationship with race going back. And again, I'll be generous, 30 years. Um, And it's not just the race war up in wise Virginia. And it's not just, 
me knowing someone who firsthand heard him use the N word over at Hitch's house during pay per views. It's not just that, but there's you know there's there's a long litany of this stuff. I think Jim Jim Cornette has practiced, shall we say, casual racism for a long time, and has done some fairly racist things. Eh, perhaps I'll say subconsciously. Would would you agree with any of that or all of that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I I'm I pretty much same page with you on all that. Um, having having said all that, I think you know Dave Lagana was given his mission and did the correct thing. Um, but I think what I heard in that podcast, although not completely a hundred percent perfect, I would say that we heard a more studied, measured, and mature Jim Cornette addressing what happened with NWA and with his comments. Yeah. It, it, I, there was a little bit of excuse making with the why are you people obsessed with this because Donald Trump is doing that, which is like one of my least favorite arguments in the history of the world with anything. It's not just with Donald Trump, but it's just the, well, why do you care that I raped this one girl when the Catholic Church has been raping altar boys for a century? You know, and, it, and, and, and honestly, man, yes, I definitely agree with I'm you on that so, because, you know, it's this, the same people that are getting on his ass more than likely are the same people getting on Trump's ass. Yeah. I, I, so I don't, I don't know why. He, yeah, that was kind of reaching. There was some there was some casualness there. And then there was the kind of the overcorrection with, well, the reaction was, let's not concentrate on what I did. Let's concentrate on the reaction. There was a little bit of that. But for the most part, I, I think what really is his redeeming virtue in this situation is Brian Last and Brian telling him that I didn't like the joke. I, I thought it was really bad. I'm going to tell you, I didn't like the joke, first of all, first and foremost, because it failed on the level of being funny. This is this is my main problem is he's such a clever and a smart guy. I think that he he goes and he crutches on these stupid things because and th- this to me goes back intrinsically to what this guy is. This is like he, he, he was Jerry Lawler was his idol as a child. And Jerry Lawler went through these stupid fucking joke books and would always have some idiotic quip just ready to go. Now, Jerry Lawler would also come up. You mean with, like he still does? Like he very much still does. And it's not necessary. You're good enough to come up with like new shit on your own. That's funny without having to rely on the Joe Myler joke book or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Little Daffy Duck reference for you. You don't have to. You don't have to pull that shit out there. <laughs> That's awesome. So I that that to me is is part of the problem. Is just basically his vast insecurity is looking up to Jerry Lawler. And we always have to have a quip and you know, all that stuff. When. I mean, that, that's that's part of my frustration with those stupid fucking idiots of the gaming marathon with their dumbass puns. I happen to think that those guys are bright guys, and when they rely, they, they just fail as comedians. You're smart and funny enough to come up with takes on your own that are hilarious without doing stupid-ass puns that an eight-year-old would find <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> so it failed on the comic level and and this is where i would like to there's a generation of people you you and i have to understand there's a generation of people who don't really get that you guys thought that making fun of people starving to death in africa was funny right there, there's all and, and, and let me let me explain that just a little bit i mean that's always been inappropriate humor is, has been a part of society like forever 
for for the longest time. There there was this thing that happened, and they started showing pictures of these children that were starving to death in Ethiopia back in the mid '80s, and it was shocking to the entire world. You would see these dreadful pictures on television of small children with distended stomachs and flies buzzing around their heads and the mothers desperately trying to do anything they possibly could. And it was beyond sad and beyond tragic. Uh, it was really, in a lot of ways, very hard to relate to. Even in, in where I was growing up, we, we certainly saw poverty. I, I didn't live in Beverly Hills. There was um, a pretty famous country club up the road, but those weren't my people. But you couldn't imagine that there were people that were literally starving to death and were dying right in front of your eyes. And so there were a number of things that happened in the mid-80s. If, if there's anything out of this episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive that I can impart to you, that you should get your hands on a book called Is That It by Bob Geldof, which was probably one of the more transformative books that I ever read in my entire life. Bob Geldof was the former lead singer of a group called the Boomtown Rats. And Bob Geldof saw these images in Africa, and he was so moved and compelled to do something that he created something called Live Aid, which sprung out of um, the the sessions that led to Do They Know It's Christmas Time, the Band Aid thing, and they started Live Aid, and it led to and USA the, for Africa. And the Queen movie. And the Queen. Queen Rhapsody. That's correct. The, uh, wonderful. Uh, so the Bob Geldof uh, biography is remarkable and amazing and it's stark and it's profane at some points but if you don't do anything else and have one call to action i think you can probably get that book for about three bucks off amazon or half.com or one of those sites or something yeah so as a society it was very difficult to deal with the fact that these people but we've always had inappropriate humor to kind of deal with stuff that we couldn't take head on and ethiopian jokes were um, I, I can't even tell you how they were as common as breath back in the mid eighties, particularly if you were, um, good, bad or indifferent. That's oh no. just how it was. I'm not know? saying it was right. I'm just saying that is how as a society would dealt with things. Look, I mean, I can go, I can go throughout this and it being the age that, that we were at that time, we were teenagers. And so we were insensitive bastards anyway. <laughs> right. The real joke that I remember that he was trying to tell was that if you heard about evil Knievel's next stunt, he's going to ride through right on a motorcycle through Ethiopia with a pizza on his back. That's how I remember the joke being. Now it might've been Kentucky fried chicken or it might've been a bucket of fried chicken. I can't remember, but well, I see, re- he see, he was claiming that he may have made it up or he may have had it yeah, in the no, back of his head and you know, the that, whole Bojangles thing. That, was, that's, that's more bullshit. I'm, I'm sorry for Jimmy's memory, but that, <laughs> that was a very famous, widely distributed joke back in the eighties that meant even, I think he said Sam Kinison may have said, is that right? Or well, somebody, Sam I don't know. Oh, oh, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor. Sam Kinison's joke was, oh, you know, I don't know why you're starving. Oh, oh, it's Sam. Why don't you move? Oh, oh, oh. That, was, that was the Sam right, Kinison right, joke. Right, 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 right. So I was, you know, when this shit was going down, I was 15, 16 years old. I was extremely insensitive. I was, I was, I was a fucking, I was a bowl of pus and, and just you know, <laughs> sperm. That's all I was. I was nice. walking around. It, it, that's what I was. I know. And I'm not excusing it, but yeah, that, that's what we did. And that was then. It is also probably shocking to a number of people who are walking this planet today. 
that there were just a plethora of O.J. Simpson jokes about him murdering his wife. They're, they're like, I, I would imagine your daughter can't even fathom. And it wasn't just stuff that was swapped at the water cooler. No, 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 no. NBC, this happened, and you can fact check me on this. NBC promoted their new Tonight Show with Jay Leno as your headquarters for O.J. Simpson humor. In prime time, they would promote that. If you wanted some O.J. shit, Jay's going to have it for you. And that was where O.J. started getting a leg up on David Letterman. A lot of people will tell you that's that Hugh Grant interview, and it certainly was a big piece of it. Letterman would not touch the O.J. humor. There was a very famous interview with Howard Stern coming on the David Letterman show, and he says, you don't really do a lot of the O.J. stuff, do you, David? And he goes, eh, I just uh, I don't find double murder that funny. Bingo. And so Bam. Letterman stayed away from it. Leno wrote it and had huge success and for the most part was the most popular show over Letterman for that entire decade. Um, and we can talk about demographics too, which we'll bring back to AEW Dynamite. But yes, there, there, that, that is what happened back in the 80s and that was what we did. And it was casual and it was awful and it was grotesque. And to try to explain that in a 2019 world, that was my tweet. Jim Cornette is a 1986 guy walking around in a 2019 world. There's no, yeah. there's no reason yeah. to recycle that joke other than you just need to fill the air. That's it. But again, I'm not going to defend Jim Cornette on the race thing because he's lost all benefit of the doubt when it comes to that. Now, when Brian was telling him I didn't like the joke... Jim was kind of listening to that. He was like, well, there could have been several different remedies if they wanted to, if somebody, and, and by the way, it's not a bad point to point out that Dave Lagana, this escaped him, that somehow, thank you, when he did, when he listened to the show, watched it back, whatever, the guy who was responsible for this stuff, and, and it does rest on his shoulders, didn't have a second thought about it until somebody got outraged. So I, I, I understand his point on that, and Dave Lagana probably should be a little more sensitive about this stuff, too. Now, I haven't heard anything about Billy, so I guess he doesn't really respond to Billy at all, or he or does he have communication with him, or how does yeah. that, do we, do we know how that works? I don't know. I know he's met him, and I know that they had their picture taken together, but outside of that, I'm not sure, and it's very well, funny because I just saw those clips of Billy Corgan on uh, the Alex Jones show talking about how sitcom fathers emasculate men everywhere. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's humorous yeah okay but d- well but jimmy when he but when he's no. talking to brian he's kind of almost getting it like yeah it was i didn't mean to be racist but i understand that some people and it was probably you know it, it didn't need to be said and it was an unforced error and and, and brian goes you look you, you got a lot of heat attached to you people are gonna be looking to trip you up etc cetera, etc cetera. in another world the jim Cornette that we would have gotten on that podcast would have been fuck Dave Lagana, I will slit his throat in his sleep, and I will make his children drink his blood. We didn't get that guy. No, not at all. It, it, it. it I won't even say it got close. He, he, he got. You know, he walked the edge of the cliff a few times with some shit, but not really. I mean, yeah. Overall, it was just look, take me as I am, basically, or fuck you. 
Uh, that's bottom line I got out of the whole thing. But there was some reflection. I mean, but there was actually some reflection there, and he he said he you know he went back. And oh yeah, yeah. He apologized to Dave Lagana for like completely going off on him when he called him up to fire him or when he quit right. or whatever. And I and you know he was saying you know, I'm sorry if I made him you know, if he would have stopped him in the headset or came back to him after the taping and said, Oh, whoa, well, Hey man, uh, during uh, the yeah, edit, not cool. you know, we found this line. Yeah. We might not, we might need to take that off. And he goes, you know, I'll, I'll apologize for making you work harder and stuff like that. And, you know, that all thing I think was genuine. I think he meant all that. And I think one thing, I don't know if you remember this or if you've seen this and I'm not sure what year this was. This is maybe a few years ago, several years ago, even, but there's a clip on YouTube where, Cornette's doing an interview with somebody and um and and New Jack and what's his face come in the gangsters come yeah, in Mustafa. and kind of yeah Mustafa come in strangely and, and, yeah I don't, I don't know if you've seen this I'm, I I wish I could think of who it was that Cornette was with and they came but it was you know just kind of very matter of hey how's it going you know they, and then they started talking about all the 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 wise Virginia stuff and just the whole Smoky Mountain stuff and when he debuted there and how New Jack was saying how Cornette was telling him pretty much all this stuff to say because New Jack's like all right what's my limit you know what can I say you know and he's like say this say that so you know if you've seen the I'm sure most people like us have seen that once or twice even that first time when they show up in that little that damn promo he cuts. Which was classic, by the o- way. OJ Simpson, keep up the good work. Oh, my God. Let, Bob let me Cottle drops OJ Simpson. Oh, my God. Bob Cottle nearly swallows his gum. Oh, Bob Cottle was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, that, so my point, well, I guess, on that is I think if there's any racism, like hardcore, I hate black people racism, I think that would have come out somewhere back during those days between him and – Mustafa and, and 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 fucking New Jack, don't you think? I mean, may, well, he played with it a lot. Know. He he was playing with a lot of it on and and on both ends, and he was playing fast and loose, but because he did specifically give those guys instructions to go out there and piss out piss off the white right. people, he certainly did. And I don't think he should have done that. I think that was playing a little bit too fast and loose. But again, he's had a very checkered past with dealing with all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stuff too. I, I'm not going to. I don't mean to say that. I'm not right. trying to. Totally take up for him on this. I, I think, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just my heart more than my brain at this point. But I still think, and look, man, you you know, I'll be the first one to point somebody out if I think they're a fucking racist. Right. That's, that's what Brian last said. If I felt like Jim Cornette, I wouldn't be on this show. Thank I would you. not do it. I, I, I just think somewhere, somewhere that would have come out at some point. By uh, somebody, you know, and I don't really hear that from any. I know he doesn't get along with, uh, you know, like Kenny King, but, you know, you can say that about fucking Kenny Omega, too. So, I'm I mean, sure. it's not, you know, it's it, you can't really say that either. So I just think that it's basically what you just said earlier about it's a he's 1986. He almost refuses to come out of that era. Almost. I don't know if it's in life in general. I don't know if it's just in wrestling, but definitely in wrestling, I think. I, and it's, you know, there's good and bad about it. But this is some of the bad stuff that he just maybe doesn't want to pay attention to that or maybe has a little bit of I'm Jim Cornette and I can get away with it kind of stuff. But I, but man, I really think I've listened to him enough and, I, and he may be pulling some shit on me by you know saying shit and making me believe shit. But I just get the impression that if, if he really meant that as a racist thing – 
It wouldn't have, we would have heard a different podcast yesterday or this morning. It seems like it. And he was, I mean, I, and the other thing about it was he was encouraging people to continue to watch that show. Right. You can right. imagine again. An, 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 and he even admitted he hung up on Lagana and quit on him. He yeah. goes, I don't even have, and Lagana might not have been even going to fire me for all I know. You can't imagine Jim Cornette back in 1995 going, look, I'm really pissed off at the guys of the torch, but I want you to continue to read it. I know that I'm, I'm I know that I really hate Bruce Mitchell and Wade Keller. But yeah, that's to, a little different. He would, but never, yeah. he would never have done. So, I mean, I, I, I see him at some point, you know, confronting some of this stuff a little bit. And trying to understand it a little bit and not being so defensive about it. So right. yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. Uh, but again, I think I think the right move was made by NWA to sever the ties with him. It's I don't I don't think the show needs him per se. It was helpful to have him there. Right, right. You, I'm again, with you. I'm and, with you. And, and the Jim Cornette minions who kept defending him were just kind of ridiculous and acting a lot like like Russo's people. But you can imagine if if a similar thing had happened to Vince Russo, he would not have ha- acted the way that Jim Cornette did on that most recent podcast. Vince Russo would have been, fuck these guys, they're terrible, and I'm always right, and you can suck my dick. Because that's, that's always what he does. When, when Vince Russo clearly demonstrated clear uh, Lee demonstrated, you know, uh, gay bashing and uh, misogyny and all that other shit. Right. His move was to have us removed from the realm network to make sure that there was any criticism of him. He made sure that he could squash us and he used Mark Ronick to go ahead and have us done. And he, he and he was lashed out at anybody he possibly could. So, again, I, I just feel like that's. That's the difference between those two guys. And again, I'm, I'm not doing apples, you know, an apples and oranges thing. Like just because this guy would have reacted much worse, and Jim was better than Vince Russo. Because again, that's a fairly low bar. But in a way, we should thank him for that. You know, oh, looking I'm, looking back on it. Are you kidding? I mean, come uh, on. And for Mark Ronick to go, yeah, I don't even want you to criticize him on your Twitter account. Motherfucker, you're not paying me anything. If you paid me something, we could have something to talk about. Here's even Vince McMahon pays his people to shut the fuck up do you understand how that works oh i get it i i get it man <laughs> at least vince mcmahon goes shut the fuck up about happening to saudi arabia and here's a big check with a whole bunch of zeros on it mark ronick just goes no you can't use your twitter account and i'm not going to pay you fuck all sorry have a good day <laughs> That's how that goes. so i'm I, I continue to be a fan of Jim Cornette's. I continue to listen to that podcast. I continue to be know that he has his own personal foibles. That I, the, the stuff that he said, obviously, about Bruce has been awful over the years. The stuff that he said about Vince Russo over the years has been kind of awful. But I hate Vince Russo, so I'm okay with it. I also think that Vince Russo falsified a police report and used the police in the wrong way, claiming that he was threatened by uh jim Cornette, which i thought was completely ridiculous so vince you know again yeah all that i'm i'm fine i'm fine with that i'm fine with where everybody is now and maybe this will be a chance for reflection i'm glad that brian last was there to tell him to his face no that wasn't a good joke and it was bad and you, you have to understand how this stuff comes off and i think jim to an extent gets that now and i don't the other thing about it is if he was this is another thing and i'm you're gonna have to watch this if he makes a T-shirt out of it and sells it on his stupid website, then I'm, I, all, all bets are off. <laughs> like if he has a, if you think I'm a racist, go fuck yourself T-shirt at jimcornette.com. 
it's one. <laughs> that's, that's not out of the realm. Pardon my French. There, you, but. Let's just say you start a wrestling promotion. It's supposed to be very uh, centric toward the boys and about their health. And then somebody gives somebody a chair shot, which could have really damaged them and hurt them and caused major brain injury. And then you make an angle out of it and call that person, say, the chairman and sell T-shirts. Then fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like super hard. So if Jim Cornette makes some sort of T-shirt out of this and then he goes piss on my critics or what, then, you know, again, all bets are Even right. if he gives the money to the, that, that Children's right. Foundation yeah. up in Louisville? Yeah, don't cleanse yourself with that. Don't Because the truth is you're getting off on sticking it to people and then you're trying to launder the money <laughs> by, hey, it's for the kids. It's for the, you know, whatever. No, no, no. Don't be ridiculous. So, yes, we'll continue to watch all of that situation and i i i was very surprised again this this is what passes for a measured mature reflective jim Cornette. yeah and it was very it was very strange not to hear him to be being completely defensive he was you know 50 to 60 percent defensive but there was there was some sunlight creeping in there Right, and he had, he, and again, he he had a fair point or two, especially with the the whole Lagana deal. I, I, I'm still, and, and again, I'm not saying this in defense of Cornette, but along with Cornette, if, if Cornette's going to quit or resign or whatever, whatever they, and they, he might even been getting fired. We don't know, I guess, at this point what Logano's phone call was about at the end. But if if it's like. Cornette said, and Logano was on the headset when he said that, and then and Logano actually said to him, to Cornette, "Oh, it passed me by," you know, yeah. uh, you know, when he questioned him about it during that conversation. Then that's why my that was my whole question about Billy because I'm wondering where Billy falls in all this because if Cornette's going to get fired, then why, why is Logano not getting fired? Because he's the one who technically let that out over here. Let me, let me tell you a little story. Let me yeah. tell you a little story. All right. A quick story. Back when I worked with a certain company and was working, doing a basketball game one time, uh-huh. I was getting trained on how to do this one specific school by another guy. I haven't, I haven't and, heard this story. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it was a local school, by the okay. way, local, local university. Wow. Just, throwing that out there so he showed me how to run the board we have two boards i mean i, I don't mean to if nobody knows what a board is it's, it's basically what it's you a have mixer. it's what you a mixer right and then we have identical boards and his both of us has like if my board hat was up his has to bid up to if i was going to talk on the air basically okay so he was showing me during the game, during the broadcast, like the game was going on and he's showing me this stuff and my, my slide, my part was up and he thought mine was down. And he, when he put his up to talk, he was just assuming mine was down. And when he said, test, test, testes, and just, you know, it, 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 I, I, I I want to really, I really want to say the school's name because that's what makes it so bad because I can imagine the people that listen to the broadcast for that school. It's Duke University. Her, it, was, it was Duke University. No, it wasn't, actually. It Cam- was not. Was it Campbell? No, it was a uh, <laughs> little, little west of you. Oh, wow. How about that? Okay. Okay. So, anyway, so we, you know, kind of let it go. We thought, oh, shit, you know, and let it go. And, you know, we're kind of, 
you know, saying I'm sorry to each other, going, oh, God, I'm sorry. I mean, no, it was my fault. I mean, oh, it was my fault. My fault. You know, it was, it was one of those things. But we kind of let it go. And then, oh, my God, the big the boss man come running in there like a few minutes later. I just got a phone call about, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, we knew exactly what it was. So bottom line is the athletic director at that said school uh, had us donate our check for that night to something at Wake Forest because wow. of something we did. Wow. The peons that we were and the stupid thing that happened there. Yes. And I believe it's the athletic director that's still there or just has recently retired. I can't really remember. I think he just left. I think he just left. Yes. So, yes, sir. So my point is, if, you know, I know shit runs downhill and we weren't the, you know, we weren't Dave Logano or anything, but it just seems like Dave Logano should have something happen to him. Well, I mean, he does. And I I mean, I don't know how many producers they have there or audio guys or whatever. Nobody, nobody catches it during the original run and during editing and nobody. And, but then all of a sudden when the thing goes out live, they have to take it down and do it again. I mean, that does sound. It's not just on Cornette, okay? Yeah, yeah, it is on him, but it's not just on him. Well, he's not—he's not the final word on what is in or out of the show. He's not. Right. I mean, that's no. And they have, and it is pre-recorded, and they have many, and they have months to get it right. 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 It's not like it was even taped a few days ago. You know, it's I, 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 I'll give him that much. Yeah. He's, he's not the boss of that show. He's, he is a commentator on that show. And, and let's if, point out a fact, the fact one more time, if I'm sorry, if you said this already, but if somebody would have said, whoa, 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 you know, Hey man, you just said that. And he would have, he said, I would have gladly apologized or, or done whatever to, sure. cause it's happened but, before the, the, the space shuttle challenger remark that he made in mid Atlantic. Yes, yes, yes. Dusty had to tell him, <laughs> no, <laughs> Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie, I'm sorry. Here you go. That's not going to work. Do it. Uh, kid, let's, uh, let's not talk about the challenger. <laughs> but that's just, he kind of had that Sam Kennison, Almost kind of humor to him, you know, you know, where it's, uh, oh, is it, is it too early for that? You know, exactly too soon. Yeah. He's Mr. Too soon. So maybe it's just because you and I've listened to him and all, and and we we sound like we're taking up for him maybe more than we should at times on on some of this, but we kind of know how he is. And if you've listened to his podcast all God dang, you ought to know that he does have a good heart. His heart is there. There's no. I don't think, you know, he, he does some good stuff. For all, the, for all the good stuff that he does and for all that I like him, I mean, he obviously has had anger management issues for his entire yes. life. Yes. That stuff has, has been <laughs> without question. But sometimes it's funny, though. And that's the thing. And I'm not saying all the time it is, but sometimes, and maybe more times than it even should, when it's is di- funny. When it's directed at Vincent James Russo, oh it's my. always funny. Yes. Um, but, uh Yeah. There's the, the company that we can't stick up for in any way, shape, or form is Sinclair, the parent company of uh, Ring of Honor. This Kelly Klein situation shows what absolute pieces of shit that these Everything's people are. Everything's going to hell. It's just these people are undisputed, indisputable pieces of absolute garbage. Uh, and I suppose the, the redeeming thing that they would have you know is, eh, we decided not to go ahead and void her contract. We're going to go ahead and pay her out for the rest of it. So that makes it all right, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's almost bribery, but maybe not. If anything validates what Joey Mercury's been saying for a while, well, it might, yeah. My God, these are these are dreadful people. This is a what really about, bad company. What about her husband? No, uh, what's BJ his face? Whitmer. Yeah, putting up the email. I, I don't know where I was, but I I didn't know BJ Whitmer was married to Kelly Klein. I had no idea. Aren't there like? Isn't there like thirty years of an age difference between those two people? 
But aren't uh, aren't uh, Rollins and Becky married? Am I am I wrong? Uh, I, I, I don't know I, if they mentioned that or not. But it was yeah. I, the Kelly Kelly Klein situation. If you haven't studied this thing up, uh, they've they've totally played fast and loose with a, a major head injury that she had, and when she decided to endorse some stuff that Jerry Mercury was saying, they found that that was to be a violation of her contract, and they decided to avoid it. Hmm. And, it, and it was remarkable. I mean, it's a remarkable that's story. That's their champion, not just some female wrestler hanging out in the back. That's their damn champion. They and they are just absolute pieces of garbage. I'm I'm almost getting to the point now where uh, I'm I'm you know where Bruce Mitchell was with TNA was like yeah everybody's like well it's a great place for the boys to work. Well, I'm almost kind of like fuck them. I just wish they would go away just for their awful business practices and what they represent. I just well, don't I we feel that way about TNA now? Impact Wrestling, Impact. Uh, what the hell ever? Uh, I can't. I can't. I don't see anything particularly redeemable about them, or redeeming about them. Um, I just when you put your when you put your belt on Sammy Callahan like that. For years and years, it was always like they've got these really great performers. They've got AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, or they've got Robert Roode, or they've got this, that, this, that. Um, obviously, that was one of the you know that was the first real national platform where Trevor Lee was able to to yeah. kind of stand out to a lot of people, and Andrew Everett got a pretty big boost there as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, um, it's tough to well, really. I heard justify. kind of a, a theory about that uh, about your impact about Sammy Callahan, and I was, you know, last time we talked about that, I, I've, I've been kind of down on Callahan too because I don't really have, I'm not a big fan of Callahan like you. I'm just I'm just not with him and I don't see the the big deal in him but regardless but, but but the theory I heard was maybe they put Callahan as the champion because down the road they're going to have Tessa as their champion before she leaves and probably next summer sometime summer of 2020 because she's not coming back to impact I don't care if anybody out there is an impact fan I'm sorry she's not coming back she's not She's just not. So <laughs> at some point, they're going to probably have her champion. They've already kind of already teased that from what I see. And he's probably the only one that can, that, that, that can, I don't know, be the Johnny Bravo that fits the suit, that fits the bill, that can actually take a fall to her and it be halfway believable. So because it certainly couldn't be Brian Cage. Okay, I'll take you at your word. Is it worth it to go through all that effort just so he can take the fall to her? Does that have any sort of redeeming value that's going to make this company money, get them ratings, or do anything? Okay, well, you got Tessa Blanchard, which she's probably the biggest draw in that company right now. And I love Tessa. I think she's great. No, I do too. I'm not taking anything away from her. Matter of fact, I'm I'm putting her up on a on a pedestal by saying this. So you got Tessa Blanchard there. And you know you're going to lose her within less than a year. Mm-hmm. So what? You know, let's get the most out of her we can. What's the most you can get out of Tessa Blanchard? Already seeing that she can beat somebody. You know, they've shown that she can, you know, take somebody to the limit, like Sammy Callahan, basically. So, what else can you do with her? What are you going to do? Just let her mill around for seven or eight months? You know, losing to. You know, whoever the hell there is, Rosemary or who, you know, who the fuck ever, you know, that's still there, they, you know, win and lose of them between now and summer. Or are they going to. So that's you know, our that's our Hail Mary. You know, that's our big that's our big that's touchdown pass is, is we have her beat Sammy Callahan. And that's going to be the thing that puts 
puts things right or gets us another extra 100,000 viewers? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Now, that might be what they're thinking. I don't know. But I'm thinking that, you know, I'm just going to get what I can out of her. And if, you know, something good comes out of the great, but, it, you know, at least if nothing else, we got the best that we could out of her. Before it seems she like they're going to audio. It seems like they're going to a lot of effort without a great payoff, without something that's really going to impact pardon the pun, business in a huge way. And it's like, we have to do this. And in order to do this, then we have to do this. We've got to put the title on him. Right. Let him be the piece of shit he is. And our grand scheme is to have her beat him. And it'll be a woman beating a man. And it'll show how great we are. And then eventually, somehow, some way, that's going to turn into whatever. Putting us back on the map, on the map for the first time, getting us to a half a million viewers, which seems like an absolute dream at this point. Well, and it seems like you're going to great lengths to engineer all of this stuff for not a great payoff, in my opinion. Okay, well, I agree, and, and I see your point, and I and and who and, and bottom line there is so what if she does become the champion? It's Impact Wrestling. Who Correct. cares? Correct. You know, I got you. I'm with you. But my point is. Maybe they're thinking, and I, and this is totally again. I'm not I, I'm not in their heads. I don't know, but I heard this theory. So I I, I think Mike and Andrew were talking about. It. I like okay. to hear their their deal each they week. They do a great job. Yeah, they do, man. I they, I think they're underrated, and and I enjoy listening to them because first of all, it helps me not have to watch Impact, even though I can I have access to access now. I don't. I'd, I'd rather listen to them tell me about it almost than watch that stupid shit. <laughs> they are much more entertaining than that show. Is. Oh, not even close. <laughs> not not even close. Way more. So I heard that with them, and and it makes sense. And I'm like, and that's. I just started. To, I you know, I thought I'm like, damn, you know, we maybe kind of looked at this a little wrong. At least I think we have. And uh, maybe that's where they're going with this. And maybe they're just, like I said, getting the most they can out of Tessa before she gets all out of there. So, And may, having her the women's champion, I don't know. Is that really getting the most out of her when she's already shown that she can beat somebody like a Sammy Callahan who feasibly, I guess, could be the world champion? So I don't know. It just – I, I, if they're going to do that with her, then more power to them. You know, I, that's what I look at because they know they're losing her. So why not do this? Let's go back to some more racism. It appears like ACH <laughs> is now a free agent and he's able to do what he wants to. And it seems odd to me that the guy that has practiced the real racism in the WWE hierarchy, and that would be Triple H, he gets to go scot-free. <laughs> he he well, has suffered no real penalty. Dude, I don't know about you, but this, this kind of happened, I think, in a bad time. And, and I'm... It never happens at a good time, but I'm just saying it happened at a. It, it, I think kind of happened at a bad time, as far as being a bigger story than it than it really is at the, at this point. It, it kind of you know shattered the headlines there for a minute when it very first came out. But what say it was something that was a Saudi thing or something else happened right at the same time and it kind of overshadowed it. And then by the time that whatever it was the Saudi thing or whatever other news item that came out at, at the same time was over, then people kind of forgot about the whole Jordan Miles shit. And now it's kind of blown back up a little bit. Yeah, I I just, I find the moral hazard component of world wrestling entertainment to be at an all-time high to get away with the shit that they're getting away with in Saudi Arabia. Although, Brad Kranz from the Brad and Brit cast did point out, I guess, the Nigerian brothers were really trashing WWE on uh, the, one of the Fast Money shows on CNBC 
which I which blows my mind because I would have figured out the whores on Wall Street would love Vince McMahon taking all that blood money. Oh, that's right in their wheelhouse, right? It's very difficult right now to point to any metric in the WWE that's trending upward in terms of business. I mean, they've already got keeping in mind that Wall Street and stocks are a leading indicator. So the money that they've already collected from Fox from that huge deal, that's already should be baked into the cake. What have you done for me lately? So yeah. in terms of network subscriptions, house show attendance, merch, anything, can you really point to any metric in the WWE that's kicking ass and taking names other than the Saudi blood money coming in like gangbusters? Are they making the huge strides in India and China? Are they racking up all of these gains on um, the, their over-the-top network at a time when Disney Plus is going to be blowing everybody out of the friggin' water. When you see the numbers that this Disney Plus service is able to God, post it's up. It's just going to be out of this freaking universe. And if you don't think that that's going to be a comparison, it's like, mm, WWE, you got this many, and Disney Plus has this many subscribers in... That's, that's absolutely something that's going to be... So I, I think... They're going to have to be looking long and hard at what's going on as far as Wall Street looking at this company because a lot of their indicators are not that great, and we are staring down the barrel next year of a recession. We are way overdue, according to some economists. Um, whether it's going to be a hard landing or a soft landing, we don't know. But I. But can we can we really compare though? Can we really compare WWE Network to Disney Plus? It's going to be seen in the same kind of thing, Bryant. People are going to be like. There, there are a number of people who get the subscription to Disney Plus. I will say this. Yeah, I will say this, and I don't know. Maybe that you correct me if I'm wrong, but is the at least the smallest package of Disney Plus, isn't it only six ninety nine a month? Yeah, I mean it's a great bargain. I mean there are there are a number of people who will make the. I'm I'm not going to spend ten dollars for the WWE thing, and but I will spend. The, the money on this Disney Plus package and get all yeah, this stuff. Seven there, bucks there are, there for are that. Number, there's a lot of Verizon subscribers who will get it for free. They, yeah, they get yeah. it for free with their unlimited packages, which is great. But there are a number of people who are going to go, mm, I'll take this over that. And there will be some of those decisions made in some households. Now, if the WWE could partner up with one of the big digital uh, deals, whether Sprint has a Hulu component to it, and that's, by the way, that's getting even harder to do with, with the consolidation. I don't know who, who WWE Network could, could partner with, Boost Mobile or Straight Talk or somebody like that. You know, if you're a Straight Talk, we'll give you WWE Network for free. That might be something they could do. But yeah, certainly they're going to be in the same, they're going to be competing in that same universe. And, and, and Wall Street will see that. Uh, they're going to see Netflix way up here, WWE Network down. Yeah, they're, they're competing in that same space when the over-the-top network thing happens. Sure. So... so Wall Street is going to look at that, and I, I, again, by whatever metric you want to, and those ratings, certainly on Fox, continue to disappoint. We can talk about ratings now for just a moment because there was a lot of hullabaloo with NXT finally beating AEW, and I'm making the joke again, my brand new podcast, Six Weeks with Cody Rhodes, debuts right here next <laughs> week. <laughs> He'll talk about his great ride in those six weeks that he kicked Vince McMahon's ass. No, I, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I made the quite histrionic uh, comment that, you know, the Wednesday Night War is over. And the WWE was eventually, I think I was proven right by this, they were going to pass uh, AEW by the end of the month, and they did. Uh, but I, it, there is some good news to be had in some ways, but I, I don't think you can certainly dismiss uh, 
the idea uh, that WWE, that NXT did very well, and they've been creeping up on AEW's 18 to 49 number, which the AEW at the beginning of this month, folks, had doubled NXT's 18 to 49 number. Now that number is, it was within, I think, five one hundredths of a point now. Yeah. It's, very yeah. close. It's super close right now. And if you would like to make the argument to me that, yeah, this is with WWE throwing all the big guns they possibly could into their Wednesday night show, then you'd be 100% right. You're right about that. Uh, and how much, how much longer that can continue, I don't know. But it's got to be at least a little bit troubling. And I'm going to say it again. I do not think that uh, AEW is getting any promotional help from the NBA on TNT. It doesn't look like it. I thought I saw a, a spot or two. Maybe I was looking at something else, but I did. Was it NBA game? I thought it was NBA game. I might be wrong, but uh, okay. Yeah, they may not be. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're doing it. And it doesn't seem like they're doing any cross promotion in that studio show. I know that there's been people were talking about how the NBA, particularly on Wednesday night, um, year to year was down 60%. Well, there was a reason. That early game on ESPN on Wednesday night was the Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors suck ass, and their top star, who happens to be one of the two or three best-known players in all of basketball, will not be playing basketball until 2020. So there's a couple of reasons that people wouldn't have been watching that game. First of all, when I turned it on, it was 70-33 to in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You can see why the number one show on cable television for that night even 18 to 49 overall was the democratic debate which i found actually to be kind of heartening that 18 to 49 year olds were making the democratic debate the number one show on tv on cable that night yeah that says some some says something i don't know what it says but it's you know at least they're like you said yeah paying attention to it so the, there's a little bit of whistling through the graveyard for AEW because they are the new kid in town and they've they've thrown some things out there as well and they've hot shotted a couple of things as well and they've well, also, I think personally this week, man, I think overall I, I liked AEW better than NXT. And normally I've been saying NXT over AEW, but I, I, I don't know. I think AEW, I don't, don't you think AEW is starting to get the idea a little bit, or maybe they had this in, in their vision the whole time and it just coincidentally happens when everybody's bitching about it. But they're starting to show some little vignettes. They're letting people talk. They're kind of discerning themselves and, and the dark order thing, you know, they're, you know, I kind of like, Oh, the dark order, this might get a little interesting, you know, the way they're doing all this cult thing, this might help their deal a little bit. Cause I'm, I, you know, I think I'm amongst most of us that were down on them. So that whole show compared to that whole hullabaloo, like you said, bullshit, that's been going on on all the brands on WWE, that one on NXT in particular against AEW. It's just, I was talking to one of our listeners, I think it's Jorge this week, and on, on Messenger, and we're talking, I was like, you know, it's just, this whole thing is just freaking, it, it's, it's so convoluted. You don't know who's who. Everybody's attacking everybody. It's just like, you can't freaking figure out what's what before everything else change. I don't know. It's just a mess. And I, it doesn't seem like the survivor series that I've always known it as, you know, maybe they did get into some brawls like this, but it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem so over the top bullshit. I'll tell you another thing. There's no real stakes. Like if NXT does win, then what does triple H doesn't get control of like, right. Something. There's nothing there. And don't you think to an extent that all of this invasion stuff has kind of downgraded war games? Thank you. 
I mean, to me, it has. It kind of. I've has. forgotten about it on a couple of occasions. Oh yeah, they're having war games. It's to me, it's it's kind of, yeah, that, and and that's that's tough. I think I think AEW did do a really. I did. I think they probably did have a better show than NXT did this week. And I think sh- this this is shoot, man. I think they do. I think this is this is an unfair thing for NXT because they're having to do all that shit uh, the night before. So they're you know they're having to perform on like less than twenty four hours rest and every, all those other people. I mean I know that everything's worked out. But my point is just performance wise, you know exactly. Um, so yeah, I think there's I I don't I don't. I think there's a little bit of whistling through the graveyard going on with AEW Dynamite. I think they they should be a little concerned that they're going to, for the month of November, they're going to be averaging under a million viewers total. 18 to 49 numbers are very healthy, but again, NXT continues to creep up on them, and I don't know what the plan is. It'll be very interesting to see the post-Survivor series. I, I tell you, man, don't you think, though, don't you think that these numbers will be different if they came out and started doing stuff a little bit more like they've been doing this at least this past one, the, the one we're talking about this past Wednesday night, and and everything kind of laid out, lay the land out, and here's here's this person that everything that everybody's been bitching about. If they had started out doing that instead of waiting to this long to do it, whether they meant to or not, don't you think things would have been different? I think so. I think they've they've been overly self indulgent. I think the the takeaway from that pay per view was that horrific uh, Moxley Omega match, um, you know. I, and I think there've been missteps all the way. There's been a lot of self indulgent bullshit. I have no idea what's going on with that women's division at all. <laughs> Who does? But you know the the stuff that's working on AW is working. Jericho's working big time. The Jer- yeah. the Jericho Cody feud is gangbusters. Um, I MJF, think of course. MJF, the, the the rising of that guy. I think they're putting over that that faction that Jericho has put together. I think that's working like crazy. I think people like Sammy Guevara are getting some great rub out of that situation. I think the SCU stuff is working great. I thought they did a great job with that Scorpio Sky stuff. On God, Wednesday. I love that man. I'm sorry, I did. I just love that because uh, I love Scorpio Sky, dude. Overall, the commentary for AEW is tolerable, but only when it's compared to WWE. I'm, I'm just when it comes to NXT, I'm not a huge Mauro Ronaldo guy. I'm just not. I think it, he gets a little bit too gimmicky. I appreciate his enthusiasm and stuff, but the Mama Mia shit, all that stuff, eh, to me, it kind of turns me off and takes it out of it takes it take, takes me out of the situation yeah he he's an acquired taste man that's for sure and and i i think i like him a little bit more than you do but i i, I do agree and that is a damn fair point about him throwing out the damn cliches and the mama mias and that sort of thing it, it if he saved a lot of that for the some of the huge moments and pay-per-view stuff then you know okay do it then, but it's just overdone. They but did. other than that, I like him a lot. And they did like another indie rific thing on AEW with um, the with private party, and there was some guy he was paying tribute to that was like had died and stuff like that. And it was did, did you did you catch all that? I don't know if and I saw had, that or not. I was trying to juggle three things at once. He had the, the guy the dead guy's t shirt that he had there, and it was it was it was just so it was so I indie, didn't see that. It was so indie rific. If if WWE jacks off over nineteen ninety eight. AEW jacks off over indie wrestling like nobody's business. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, see, I think that's a lot of th- they like you said, they 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 were a little, uh, you know, a little boastful about stuff or, or, or I don't know, self-indulgent or whatever when they started all this up the dynamite stuff and assuming all these people are going to have been watching all their YouTubes and yeah, all we, stuff, you know, like we were schooled on who won fucking pro wrestling gorilla back in 2016. I mean, it, it, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I love it. I, I could watch it all day, but Jesus Christ, that's not going to get you to the new level when you're competing on this. You're, no. you're there. You've announced yourself as being big time and you, uh, you, you make yourself look like Petersburg championship wrestling. Yeah. When, when you don't need to. And that's, that's my main frustration with AEW is that there's just been so many missed opportunities to, to just jam it yeah. Vince McMahon's ass. And I guess it's, it is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm happy. to, And I, I keep hearing just people say, well, the network's happy with them. Well, the network's happy with them. Well, the net, who, where, the, who the, where the fuck is this? And some guy was telling me on Twitter, well, you know, they're aiming for half a million. What? Is there an executive from Warner Media, a division of AT and T, that somebody could tell me that made the statement? Well, if we get anything over half a million from uh, from from AEW Dynamite, we're going to be super happy. There, that's not that's not the case. They're probably doing better. They're probably happy with what's going on on Wednesday night. But there's probably some people within that company. They're going, I don't know. If we put Ocean's Eleven on at eight o'clock on Wednesday night, we could probably get this, and it would cost us this. Hmm. So I, I'm just not taking it for granted that the network is, well, the network's super happy. I, I, I don't know that to be the fact. No, I'm not seeing that. I think the, the network may be okay with it and happy about the growth, but yeah, we know the tenuous nature of, of wrestling as it is because you can talk about it being the, the new thing. Very soon, AEW Dynamite will not be the hot new thing in town. It's going to be sooner than you think. It's just going to be, oh, fuck, it's another Wednesday night time for this show again. Damn. So. So what does what does NXT do after this? I'm not like sure. All this all this Survivor Series, you know, invasion shit. Look, there's got to be a, a, a kind of a resetting of all that. And I don't know where they go because they've done a lot of hot shotting and they very well could skip back to being not only below uh in a, you know aw in total viewers but also they may end up being half of the 18 to 49 viewers that that may very well be happening by the beginning of the year it's again when you move through the holidays it's kind of a difficult way to judge because people are doing different stuff and their viewing patterns change and all that shit you know you know that stuff right 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 it's going to be much more as you go into january and february to see what happens but yeah i i just i'm that's my main frustration with aw is just those those missed opportunities. And yeah, I, I agree that some of the stuff that they get away with, if a WWE did the same shit, people would be howling in some cases. Yeah. Let's take a look at uh, survivor series at this card. Um, well, we'll take a look at war games first. War games looks pretty good. I think it's going to be pretty hot. I think it's, I think war games is going to be hot. That, that's a great idea. And the way that it um, kind of presents itself to have WWE stuff, Four straight nights in that arena in Chicago. That would be a pretty amazing thing to watch, I think. Yeah. If you live up in Chicago. And the good thing for Cornette is he has to deal, doesn't have to deal with Colt Cabana's bullshit anymore. That is one well, positive thing out of this whole situation. I guess there's a silver lining everywhere. <laughs> you gotta, I'm, I'm Mr. Brightside, dude. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Killing Dane versus Damian Priest. This looks like a tremendous. This is going to be for the number one contender for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. So the winner of this match takes on Adam Cole on Sunday. On Sunday. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be later that night. It's so going to be. It's, the, it's going to be on Sunday because I was just looking at the Survivor Series lineup, and it's going to be either the pregame match or 
want to know. Adam Cole's going to be in in the um, in part of the undisputed era match at the war. That's games what I match. thought. I thought he was going to already be in one of those war games or he something. Is, that's the, so on Sunday he's going to be taking on the winner of Pete Dunn versus Killian okay. Dane versus Damon Priest. Um, and, and all three of those guys have been over. I think Damon Priest would probably be your surprise winner in that one. I'm going to go with Pete Dunn. That's what I'm saying. I think one of the great revelations, one of the great things that's come out of all of this invasion bullshit is the Keith Lee and Matt Riddle interaction interaction is just fantastic to me. Yeah. Those two guys together, I don't know what happens and I don't know who put them together and, and said, this is going to work. Damn, if it doesn't work, right? Well, the fucking the fans love their ass. Oh, dude. my God. I could watch those guys all day. They're just fantastic. Matt Riddle against Finn Balor in a singles match. What do you think about that one? That's going to be mm. tremendous. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I got to say Balor. I, I can't believe they're going to let him take the fall as soon as he comes in and doing all this new shit. You know. And it, it occurs to me that the guy who's not getting any great play and any great pub and any great great rub out of all this invasion shit is Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah, what happened to him? I haven't seen him in like a couple Man, of weeks. That kills me. That just kills me. Uh, I'll say – I'm going to go say, say Matt Riddle, and that would be a huge win for Matt Riddle if they give that to him. Over. Oh, yeah, damn. Undisputed era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly against um, – and Roderick Strong against Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dajakovic, and a player to be named later. Well, that's right. They still hadn't named that dude. I thought I, I, that's right. I forgot yeah. they were supposed, I thought they were going to do that last night. There's, your, there's a night. war games match. I'm gonna. I'll say it's going to be the undisputed era. I think. Let me think for a second because I'm trying to think of who who who's left they could have. Oh, oh! I just thought of something. What about Owens? No, that would be tremendous. That would With suck. The whole Triple H thing, you know, the other night or trying the, to the aforementioned Cameron Grimes, or it could yeah, be, or 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 we could go with Velveteen. They haven't been talking about him lately, and I don't That's know right. what his injury has been all you know has been about, and really hadn't seen the thing about anything about him coming back or when they're expecting him back. So it could be him. So there's three people right there that could easily be. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be that team. I think that whoever comes out is going to be the you know the good, the good guys, deciding on. factor. Yeah, the good guys. Um, team Ripley, which is Rhea Ripley. Can't God, feel, I love her. She's fantastic, isn't she? God dang, they've got their their cup runneth over with great female talent. That company. It's right just now. not even. Oh, it's just when you can so put good. you can put Rock and Ronda Rousey on the shelf. And have all these people shine. And I thought what they did uh, tonight with the legit boss was pretty good to have her kind of take over things when everybody was warning. I thought they, they did pretty good with Sasha on SmackDown. What did she say again? Well, she just came out and she was kind of kind of calling the shots and telling everybody to kind of slow their roll and put Baron Corbin in his place, which I thought was fantastic. No, no, no. What did she say again? I don't know. What did she say? <laughs> I want you to do your Sasha, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I am here today. I know that Team Raw is here. I know that they... So why don't you come out and face me like a man? <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Team Ripley against Team Baszler, Shanna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. I will say Tim Baszler takes this one. Yeah, probably. I, but Tony Storm, man. Whew, good Lord. Tegan Knox, good Lord. Tegan Knox. That, God almighty, just I love her. pick one. I love her so much. Tegan Knox, yeah. Remember the WrestleCade people I have to get my picture taken with um with Tennille. With Tennille again. And, oh, and Camille. Tennille and Keneal. Yeah, because I'm 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 less fat than I was the last time I had my picture taken with her. So I think I should I, I bet she'll say something. I don't know if she'll come on. Remember last time I was begging come her. On. I was begging her not to kill Rachel. That was the <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's gonna be weird without her there this year, right? Yeah. God, such a sweetheart. Oh, and Tennille, that time I said that to her, I said, you know, I said, I, I, I said, I know that, um, damn, what was her name now? Emma. I said, I said, I know Emma isn't your real name, but God, you look like an Emma. And she goes, well, Tennille's my real name. Tennille's my real name. Uh, Adam, we go to Sunday from the Allstate Arena and uh, it is Survivor Series 2019. And we start with Adam Cole against the NXT TakeOver War Games triple threat winner for the NXT Championship Bay Bay. And I say Adam Cole goes over. So you think he's going to go over whoever wins? Whoever it's, whether it's Damien or whoever it is. Okay, yeah. If it was Walter, I'm, then we'd have we'd have an argument. But I don't think it's yeah. going to be Walter. Nah. nah. Nah, I think so too. I think Bay Bay will take take. It's the fiend, Bray Wyatt, the champion. He is your universal champion taking on Daniel Bryan. Uh, who do you think gets this one? Uh, I think it's going to be what? What do they say? The schmoz. Oh yeah. Ending when uh, I think Miz is going to have some something to do with it and get the fiend disqualified. I guess it would be a weird kind of take on the old Vincent uh, J McMahon booking where he would have the heel champion just be kind of the interim guy and drop the belt short to uh, the next baby face who's supposed to carry it for a long time. Maybe it would be a w- weird take on that if it was Daniel Bryan, but I, I I'll, I'll go ahead and say Daniel Bryan just because I'm. You being, think so? I'm being contrarian tonight. Okay, um, well, you know, I I won't be shocked because I don't know how far they can carry. Really, I mean, what what can you? How far can you take this fiend thing with him having to belt? I mean, it just it just seems weird. This it, it just doesn't be. You know, it just it's odd. It's odd. Yeah, it's odd. Alan Jones Styles, your United States champion against Shinsuke Nakamura. What'd you think of that new Intercontinental Championship? That was pretty sweet, don't That's you think? Pretty nice, not bad. And uh, the two of them will be in a three-way dance with Roderick Strong, who's your North American champion. This is gonna be one hell of a match. Mm. That's a hard call. I feel like Shinsuke needs it more, but it's been a while since Alan Jones Styles had a big win, hasn't it? Uh, didn't he win this past week? Yeah, but week? As, as far as like a pay-per-view or something, one of the big four or something like that? It doesn't seem yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on if how, how much they want to push him right now. I mean, I, I can't really decide how they're – seems like they're wanting to push the OC pretty hard, but he'll take falls. It's yeah. weird. It's Well, it's similar to like the four horsemen. They would always eat pins all the time and still stay hot, right? Yeah, exactly. That was the point of that. Uh, I'll say AJ wins. Yeah, I – let me say this. I think AJ should win. I, he, I, I think he'll win. <clears throat> but I want to put a little asterisk by Roderick. They may put him over on this some way. That'd be a big one if they actually decided to put him over on that one. Yeah, that would be big. Big deal. Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Rico Shea. 
See, Owens is on Team Raw. How could he be on Team NXT when he's going to be on Team Raw? Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Okay. Versus Team Smacky Downey, it's Roman Reigns. Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G. I'm so confused on everything. I can, I'm not really surprised I didn't know that. I'll say Team Raw. Team Raw. Wow. You don't think uh, Orton and is going to do something to Ricochet and fuck that whole team up? You know, like I just, I give him an RKO. I'm still so I'm still so bitter and pissed about the the Shorty G situation. Yeah, God, man. Every time they announce him, it's just or just say his name. And that fucking big dog CGI on SmackDown, where it looks like a spider is behind it, but it's an actual dog. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, what yeah. the? What are you fucking doing with that? Stop. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like he was over though. I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of booze in Chicago. No, no. So I heard this, a, a this smattering of them, but yeah, this he what I held was thinking own. that that 2011 Money in the Bank match that you and I loved so much with John Cena against. Um, CM Punk can you imagine Roman Reigns being in the John Cena role and getting the kind of reaction that John Cena got because I don't think he would have no no I mean if, it, if it's all things considered it's 2019 CM Punk and, and you just swap out John Cena for Roman Reigns mm-hmm. I, I don't think it, I don't think it works as much no or as no no I don't think it's close who do you who do you like in the Team Raw versus Team Smith? Yeah, um, yeah, gosh, man, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go SmackDown. Oh well, I don't think Fox is gonna stake claim on this one. It is the women taking the center stage as Team Raw with Charlotte Flair, Natty, Oscar, Katy Sane, and Sarah Logan against Team SmackDown. Sasha, Carmella, Sarah Logan. Yeah, I know. It's just weird. Team Where's Smack- she been? I'd like to know. Team SmackDown is Sasha, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross. I'll go with uh, I'll go with the SmackDown on that one. Yeah, uh, I might have to go. With, well, can't have both SmackDown win, can we? Mm, it's possible. Uh, I want to. I want to go Raw. I want to go okay. Raw on the women. Uh, Viking Raiders. Versus New Day versus the Undisputed Era. This may be where they put the NXT guys over. I'm going to say that's where they choose to put the NXT guys over in that one. Wow. It, it could. This is one of those that could just be really any of those. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Viking Raiders. I think they're going to keep pushing oh, nice. those dudes. Yeah, those guys are hot right now. Uh, it's uh, the women's singles: Becky versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. Mm. Boy, that you got to do a slow burn on Shayna because she is tremendous right now. Um, don't you think this is another one that could go all it, it really all three ways, if, it, depending on how they want to do it? I, I'm going to pick the NXT in this. I'm going to say they put Shayna over on this one. Mm. And I, as hot as Bailey is, ever since she's turned heel, I think this is going to be it. I th- see. I think Bailey's going to pull it out. I think she's going to be the underdog on this. Okay. Well, she is the underdog on this, but I think she's going to pull it out because everybody's going to think it's one of the other two. Main event for the evening: Brock Lesnar, your champion, puts his WWE Championship on the line against Rey Mysterio. I I don't think in I don't in any universe I do not believe Rey Mysterio is going to win this. I just don't. Even if it's like it's the uh, you know. Uh, what is it? What's the? There's a 
well, it's falls count anywhere, or you can use weapons, or what? What's the deal no with the match? Barred. It's no, no holes, holes barred. barred. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I guess that that's about the only way you could do this match to make it halfway believable, right? Well, we're we're going to be back in Russo world if Dominic ends up turning on on his dad. Don't, dude, I'm sorry, but I thought about that. Did you not think about that? Uh, everybody, you have to, because these guys are just swervometers. I mean, that's what they do. Oh my god. Um, I just, well, I just, I, well, bottom line, I just can't see him putting a belt on Ray Mysterio right now at all, no matter who the champ is. I, I just can't see him. I, I, I just. But what, you know, are they going to end the show with Brock beating Mysterio? I mean, whoopie do, unless unless there is something like a dominant turn, you know? How many times have they ended with the same thing, with Brock ending the show and they didn't give a shit how we felt about it? Uh, yeah, fair point. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I think Brock's going to win, but, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do have some something weird happen, but. Yeah, I guess maybe not. Any final thoughts on tonight's award-winning episode of Katie Vickers Live a lot? We've already deemed it an award-winning show, right? Yeah, this uh, is, this cool. is a classic. This is one for the ages. <laughs> uh, gosh, man. Um, just just, just to sum it up one more time on, on Cornette, because despite everything, the man is, is, is near and dear to my wrestling heart. So, uh, you know, it, you know I, there's, there's a handful of guys that, that I, I don't know if I look up to or just admire or just remind me of the old days or all of the above. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he was just one of those guys I've always enjoyed in wrestling. And, and again, I've listened to his podcast. I'm not saying this because I'll, I'm a fan of his only because I'm a fan of his, but I think he is a good guy. I think he's just a lot of times he just I'll go back to what you said at the beginning. He's just a guy that's stuck in the freaking 1980s and he's just one of those stubborn guys that's not going to change. He does I think he says a lot of things that he doesn't actually mean, of course. And I think he says a lot of things he doesn't actually understand what he did until somebody points it out to him sometimes. As weird as that may seem to people, I really think that's the case though. I think he's just so stuck back in that era sometimes that he just he can't he doesn't like change. He's admitted that. So I mean, I th- I think it, you know, I, I I'm one to give people second chances. I know we've given him uh, you know uh, so many chances, but and and I'm usually the one that they'll point like I said they'll point out a racist and say, man, fuck him. I'm just I'm not even listening to his podcast. Nothing. But I just I, I think heart, I think Cornette's got a good heart, and I think he's just a little misguided sometimes in some, how he runs his mouth. You know. Uh, you tell Bryant while he's wrong, how he's wrong at Bry Sports on Twitter, B-R-Y Sports, or on Instagram at Bry Sports. My Twitter handle is at Britt Whitmire. The show's Twitter handle is at Katie Vick Alive, and you can get up with me on uh, the Instagram, the gram, as the kids say, beat up for reels, B-D-U-B, number four, R-E-E-L-Z. If you want to support what we do, you can shop for all of your Christmas stuff at our Amazon store. That's katievick.com katievick.com till next time fans we'll see you ringside there's that'll do it for this week see you next week and until then so long for now